Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Own Your Awesome. I'm your host, Miranda Von Fricken. Today, we're talking all about our calling. Not just owning our awesome, but living out our awesome by way of calling. Do you have a specific skill, talent, mission, vision that has been put on your heart that is just indescribable? You feel so called, so pulled towards this way of being, this vocation, this lifestyle that you can't imagine your life looking any different or doing anything other than this one thing in your life. That, my friend, is a calling. If you don't feel like you want to jump out of bed every single day. I mean, life isn't perfect, let's be honest. However, if you don't feel like you want to jump out of bed every day and run towards this thing, then you're doing it wrong. And I want to help you do it right. So when I surveyed some of my people on LinkedIn or on social media or friends or clients, I asked them if they were living out their calling before defining it Of course, you have to define it for yourself, just like we define success differently. Everyone's calling is going to be completely different. But when I said, are you living out your calling, the reason you've been put on this earth, most of them didn't even know what it was. And that was crazy to me. (laughs) But I, I once wasn't sure. I mean, as kids were asked about, you know, what vocation we want to to be a part of and what do we want to be when we grow up? And for me, originally it was a veterinarian, then it became a dolphin trainer, um, then a lawyer. Um, I actually wanted to be a judge. I didn't want to be a lawyer, but I had to be in order to become a judge. <laughs> um, the dolphin trainer was probably my most fun, the one that I kept the longest. Same with when I ask my young daughter, what do you want to be when you grow up? It used to be a baker or you know something a little more fun, frivolous, although being a baker would be phenomenal. I would eat everything. <laughs> and so when we're younger, we've got this bright-eyed, very childlike vision of what we want to be when we grow up. And it's really rare to live out the life that we set out to as children. It's very rare. I think I know one person in my world who said they wanted to do one thing when they were a kid and became it as an adult. That is super rare. So don't feel if you're not living what you wanted to as a child that you're way off because I, for one, am not. But I'm pretty close, not to the dolphin training, but to another passion I had for myself. Um, Growing up, I loved to talk. <laughs> I often was told I talked too much. I mean, shout out to the leaders. Woo woo. That's how I roll. Um, and and boo to the teachers who always said I talked too much or interrupted in class. I just had something really important to say and they just couldn't handle my awesome. <laughs> Clearly, I was owning my awesome at a very young age. And I know you were too. However, when I say I liked to talk, it was... Again, childlike, silly, frivolous, like just wanted to to say everything I felt all the time. It wasn't until I was a little older that I started to study the art of, well, not talking, but speaking on stages, communications. My undergrad is in communications. I had no idea that actually I would end up being a public speaker, a coach, a podcaster when I was younger. But you know who did? 
and I'm going to get a little woo here. I'm going to get all faith-filled because you know I love me some Jesus. God knew when he created me what I was going to be when I grew up. So he led me to the paths that created the life I live today. Now, whether you love God or you call it universe or spirit guide, whatever you feel that guides your way, our intuition, whatever it is, it already knows. It's inside of you. So if you're of the group that's not quite sure what your calling is, but you know what you're doing is not it, (laughs) you're still on the right path. Everything you've been doing is going to lead you to where you want to go. If you want to skip a few years and get there a little sooner, keep listening and maybe even DM me and we'll talk. (laughs) So for me, God knew from the start what I was meant to do. He put me in certain places and environment that became building blocks to the work I do today. Now, in my nine to five life, I had been in marketing. I worked for MTV, launched a television station. Um, my internships out of college were at TV stations. I worked for the, it was called the WB back in the day, um, News Channel 6 for a little bit here locally. And then, of course, went to MTV, worked at the limited brands in Manhattan, came back, was a DJ on a radio station. Like all of these things, they're all talking expressing myself, right? Creatively. So still didn't know it then, but it was a building block to what I was doing today. There's this exercise I do with my students that I work with when I used to adjunct instruct at colleges. Uh, It was a career course. So what I used to do is have them lay out every job they've ever had from their first one at McDonald's to their current one, whatever it is they're doing. And a lot of these students were adult learners. So they had a nice list And I would say, what's one thing that you would consider a building block to get you to where you are or where you're going? Even if for myself, McDonald's was my first job. And I remember the moment I realized the more I worked, the more money I made. I know it sounds very basic, but I think I made $5.25 back then. (laughs) Don't Google my age. (laughs) But the, the more I worked, the more my paycheck was. So I really learned the value of working equal. Actually, it was time for money, which is not how I roll these days. However, it it gave me a really good work ethic and made me excited to work more because I would bring in more of the reward. So the harder I worked, the more I would get rewarded in via the paycheck. So that's kind of what I learned super early on. But then in the middle of my career, like jobs as a radio DJ, jobs working and marketing at MTV, and then even as a recruiter when I came back from Manhattan and lived back here locally in upstate New York, I became a recruiter. And as a recruiter, all you do is talk. You talk to uh, people who need jobs and you talk to jobs who need people. And it was just continuously using my brain and my heart and my gift of gab to be able to create what I call magic, but connections between the employee and the employer. And I just kind of fell, often I called it, I would fall into these career paths. I fell into being a recruiter. I fell into being a career director. I fell into being an in-house talent acquisition manager. I, I fell because technically all of these jobs kind of led one into another. It wasn't until I started to really see the pattern that I was doing the things or pieces of the things that I was meant to do. So today when we talk about our calling, 
it's kind of a twofold conversation. One, what have you already been doing in your world that can compound into where you want to go? What can you pull out of your past experiences and your current experiences to, to help you get to where you're going? Now, the second one, of course, is if you if you don't know and you're not really sure, this is really going to help you to start to paint a picture. If you know exactly where you're going and you're just not living it out, that's a whole different conversation, but I'll tap into it. So probably around, I'd say, 2015-ish, I knew exactly what I was supposed to be doing. I also knew I needed my six-figure income, benefits, 401k, PTO, all the things. So... In 2015 was the first time I experienced the universe being done with my crap (laughs) and saying, girl, you're taking too long. You're taking too long. I've put you on a path. You know what you're meant to do. Why are you ignoring it? So had a little divine intervention in 2015 and I had my first layoff. Now I say first layoff because there was three more that followed. Eek. <laughs> That's what happens though when you don't follow your calling. Things stop working out. I'm curious if any of you are feeling that these days. In your career, are things just not working out for you even though you feel like they should? It's probably the universe nudging you just a little to remind you you're either going off path too far or you're ignoring the path you know you should be on. So what happens when you ignore the call? Well, if you know exactly what you're meant to do and you feel it in your bones, you couldn't spend another day not doing it and you're not actually living it out. These are often my clients that are nine to fivers who want to go into entrepreneurship or they work in a a for-profit and they maybe should be working in a non-profit, they're usually doing something out of obligation. Like they fell into the job or they work for family and it's just what they've always done. So they're scared to kind of transition into what they're meant to do. Here are three things that I realized really semi-mid-level in my career that I realized these things happen if you ignore the calling on your life. The first thing that happens is it starts to affect other areas. So your home life, physically, mentally, um, it's affecting you at work, of course, and it's affecting you internally with your self-esteem and confidence level. I realized very early on when I knew what I was meant to be doing, but kind of ignoring it, maybe I, I dabbled a little. I started side hustling, coaching on the side, speaking at different events, but it wasn't I wasn't really giving it the attention that I should have been. I was just really resting on that nine to five life that I had been living. And I started to realize it was weighing me down, right? I was starting to dim my light. I wasn't owning my awesome (laughs) back in those days because it just felt like too much. And if I'm being completely honest, and I know some of you can resonate with this, uh, I was in the wrong environment. I was, I was not in an environment that encouraged individuality, that did not uh, encourage me to be as extra as I am. <laughs> it did not let me take chances or risk uh, different skill sets that I wanted to work in and just keep to the ones that I was hired to do. So I was in the wrong environment. And because of that, it affected 
how I felt. It affected my mood. It affected how I treated my family. It affected how successful I was. I I had been getting promotions for a little bit in the first, I'd say, couple of years. But then after, you know, a little bit of time, I stopped climbing because it just wasn't fulfilling anymore. Like the work wasn't what I was meant to be doing. I was just doing it because I had to. So it also affected me physically. I remember at one of my jobs, I would have the worst physical effects, right? I would break out like crazy. I think I started losing a little bit of my hair because of stress. I, I started having some anxiety, some belly issues. Like it was physically affecting me going to this place every day. Um, and it wasn't the people. I loved, loved the people. They were my girls. But it just... The work itself and the treatment and the expectations and what I thought was lack of support, but it probably wasn't lack of support. It was probably just me like not leaning into it because it wasn't for me. So that's one thing that happens when you start to ignore the call, when you know what you're made to do and you're not doing it, or you don't know what you're meant to do and you feel off. These things are probably happening. It's because you're not living out your calling. They start to affect other areas. It happened a lot physically for me. It happened a lot for me internally. Um, I started like talking down to myself a little bit more. I started having low confidence, um, poor self-esteem. Just I started making decisions that, that I, I would never make. And I certainly would never let my daughter make. So that's one thing I try to look at. Am I doing what I'm doing today? Would I allow my daughter to do that to herself or to her career or to hold back? Nope, sure wouldn't. I would make sure that she does everything she needs to possibly to be exactly who she is in the environment she's meant to be in and doing the work she's called to do. So if I wouldn't let her hold back, why would I let myself, right? So if for those of you who've got any little ones out there, try to put it into that perspective. So when you ignore the call, it affects every other area in your life. So take a quick scan of your home life, your physical life, your emotional, spiritual life. What's happening? Is it all out of whack? Maybe it's because you're not following your calling. The second thing it does, I realized, is that your perspective changes. I am a very positive, happy-go-lucky, happy-for-everybody kind of girl, but I started getting jealous of other people's successes, other people's promotions. I started getting annoyed when I wasn't winning awards. And I'm like, uh, you guys are crazy. That award was mine. And I would like find evidence to support it. I, I remember there was one company who would give out awards based on values. And nobody had a better, better value connection to one or two of these values that we had than I did. <laughs> At least that's what I thought. And I remember one day after the award announcement, I had like three or four people either email me or walk up to me and say, I voted for you for blah, blah, blah. I can't believe you didn't win. That's crazy. And I'm like, yeah, it is It is crazy, isn't it? <laughs> and I started like taking notes as to like who said they voted for me. And I was so mad and I was seriously going to go to somebody, but I just, I kept it in and I got so angry. So I became a little jealous. I became a little bitter. I I also became less grateful and less focused on what I currently had. And there's a client I'm working with currently that's in a very similar position where they're just, they're not as grateful. I remember when they first got the job that they're currently in and they cried. It was like the world was changing. This allowed so many things for them to to happen in their world. It opened so many doors. It just confirmed all the awesomeness that they were and they felt amazing. 
fast forward three or so years, every time they get a walk in the building, they'll send me a text and say, I can't believe I'm walking in this building. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, when are we going to make a change, right? I just started working with this client again. So obviously, we're going to make some changes for them. However, you start to have a, a perspective shift. Things are no longer fantastic like they used to be. Now, of course, when you get a job, um, it's not always going to be roses and rainbows, right? Like, let's be honest, like it's called a job. <laughs> it's called work. However, when you're doing your calling, your life's calling, it's it, there's it's rare that you have those days that you don't want to walk in. Those are more the rarity where when it becomes the norm, that's when it's time for a shift. So you start seeing changes in all areas of your life, your perspective changes. And the third thing that I realized, and this was a big one, is when the universe is knocking and saying, hey girl, you're supposed to be doing this and you ignore it, it will knock you down. If you don't answer the call, it will find a way to make sure you do. So for me, it was layoffs. Laid off once in 2015, rocked my whole world. I, I didn't understand it. I was just shocked. 2018, laid off again, completely shocked because I drank the Kool-Aid. I started to actually, you know, buy into the organization and really change my lifestyle based on their needs. And I think God recognized that and said, oh, she's too far off the path. You can be happy at work, but it's one thing to go so far off, you're becoming somebody you're not meant to be in this life. 2019, laid off again. This one, I knew something was off. This was I remember walking into this job and I, I looked up and I said, God, on day one, <laughs> I said, God, if this is not for me, I hear you. Third time's the charm. And I wasn't testing him. <laughs> I wasn't testing the universe. I just knew. I knew what was happening. I knew on my core, these weren't the roles for me. I saw it after the second one. I had a taste of entrepreneurship after that first layoff. And by the time the third one came, I was just ready but I didn't do a couple things to set myself up. And that's what we'll talk about next. Setting yourself up to accept the call on your life. You know what? I wonder if I should save this for our next show. <laughs> Maybe we'll save it for the next. This will be a part two or a part one, a part two. Um, so really today, I just want you to think about what is the calling on your life? Do you know what it is? And if you do know what it is, are you following it? Have you answered the call or are you avoiding it? Two, if you know exactly, if you don't know what it is, let's go find it. Let's do an audit. Let's do that past exercise I talked about. Let's figure out what the calling is because we're all here for a very specific reason. We're not here to just pay bills, to get a nine to five, to pack our kids lunches and to sit in a rocking chair and watch Netflix <laughs> as, as an old people. We're just not. We're put on this earth for a very specific reason. If you don't know what it is, I can help you find it. Let's have a conversation. If you do know what it is and you're dabbling and you're not going all in, that's a different conversation. We need to really focus in or you need to focus in on some real strong strategies to figure out all the things that you can use as a foundation, as stepping stones from your previous and current experiences to help catapult you into your calling. If you are where I was before the universe knocked me down <laughs> and you need the 401k, you need the salary, you need the benefits, I get it. 
I'm never going to tell you to quit your job with just le- just leave everybody hanging and not not feed your family. I'm going to tell you to get a plan in place. Start doing things a little bit small, one step at a time to get you one step closer to living out your calling. Get yourself in that environment, even if it's part-time, volunteer basis. That way you're around the people and the environment and the energy of your calling so you can start to watch things unfold before you and set up a plan. Now, if you know exactly what you're meant to do, where I was when I got to that third job that I got laid off from, you know exactly what you're meant to do and you're just flat out ignoring it, you need a harsh wake-up call. I've been there. It's bad. Nobody likes it. Your hair looks messy. You gain all the weight. You break out. You feel crazy. (laughs) It is not the life for you. I want you to know that there is something better out there for you. And you you already know what it is. I want you to follow it. I want you to pick up the phone when the when the call is coming in. Every time you're around what it is you're meant to do, you feel alive. There's that spark within you. You feel called and pulled to it more and more every single day. You're just ignoring it because you're scared. The only reason you're scared is because you haven't prepared. And that's what we're going to talk about next week. Preparing yourself to answer the call that's been put on your life so you can ultimately own your awesome. Thank you, friends, so much for listening in. If you enjoyed this part one, stay tuned next week for part two. And if you kind of want to be a little part of the show, shoot me a DM on Instagram. I'm at Miranda.VonFricken. Talk to me about your calling. What is your calling? What Set, what area are you in? Are you, you're not sure, you kind of know and you're dabbling or you full on know and you're just not following. Tell me where you are. Tell me what the calling is so we can go back and forth and maybe, maybe I'll bring a little bit of specifics to you in part two. All right, friends, until next time, keep owning your awesome. Have a great day.